Sunday pour. It's Thursday night. It is Die Hard night. It also turned into Marcus Mariota night at the half. We are uh, Chargers are up 17-10. The Raiders had the lead for about five seconds, but their defense is dog shit. So we have that in the background. But the main event tonight, first and foremost, Die Hard. Actually watched a little Die Hard too before I came on. Let me bring in my co-host. How are you tonight? What are you drinking? I'm going to bring you in if I was being honest. I was just going to go right into Die Hard. That's fine. I would understood. <laughs> if there's one thing I'm going to – it's going to preempt my uh, introduction. It's Die Hard. Uh, no, but I got, a, I got a nice holiday bud with the Clydesdales. I like – you got the green can I see right there. I like the white ones. It's been all white and green. They're all pretty classy. I got no problems with any of them. Yeah. I don't have a favorite one. I don't have a favorite one, but uh, yeah, they're all they're all classy. Come the holiday season, this one's nice. It's got the, it's got the horses. I don't know where they're going, but there's a bunch of Clydesdales looking like Santa's sleigh. Got one facing that way and one facing the other way. Yeah, this guy here saying, "We all from me." <laughs> I can't tell if these guys are just wearing masks because of COVID or because it's cold out. But I'm gonna guess it's because it's cold out. They don't like mask guys, so. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, they're outside. Yeah, it's chilly. It's chilly. They're riding horses uh, in a one or an eight horse open sleigh. So you right. got to ma- you got to mask up for other reasons there. Otherwise, you get chapped lips. No good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so uh, you Die you Hard. you watch Die Hard every Christmas? Is that is this just kind of go on your? Uh, is it automatic entry into your December watch list? Yeah, with Comcast, it's always on there free. So, yeah, automatic, diehard. Yes. I have a lot, though. I watch a lot of uh, different movies during Christmas. That is in the rotation for sure. Yeah, it's, I don't, we don't need to have a whole debate about it. I think we're both in agreement that diehard is definitely a Christmas movie. And anybody who thinks otherwise, uh, the, love <laughs> interest, the, the, the love interest of the movie, her name is Holly. That's not a mistake. Didn't think of that. I mean, did not even think of that. Uh, it's really it, it's smacking you right in the face. Yeah, no, you just accept it as a Christmas movie because, I mean, you're you're uh, you're educated and well versed individual. You understand. <laughs> you just understand these kinds of things. Uh, other people they want to look deep in, into this kind of stuff. I mean, even Bruce Willis says it's not a Christmas movie, but I thought he said it was. I thought he came around. I thought. He, oh, oh, did he come around? I know. When I get a roast, he said no. So maybe. Oh, I thought. Um, I don't know. Doesn't doesn't matter. Remember. Doesn't matter. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with it. He's. I mean, because he's. There's nothing to agree with or not. He's wrong. So. Well, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's like a stupid debate to have. I mean, it's it's. Yeah. I could take both sides of it easily. I mean, the the devil's advocate side, the side, our other side, you know, would be. You know, if you go into like a blockbuster or a Tommy Cage, it's in the action genre. You know, it's not with Christmas Vacation and Christmas Story and those things. Mm. But, but, I mean, it's a Christmas movie, so. <laughs> yeah, I think my most controversial take about this movie, it, and, I, and I don't know that I can actually go all in on it, but, and not just because he is you know, great in the role and stuff like that, but part of me uh, kind of was on Hans Gruber's side. I kind of see his point a little bit there. I know it was just kind of a high-class robbery there, big-time robbery. But, I mean, the guy he's stealing from is a Pearl Harbor ap- apologist. and uh, Is he? Yeah, he said – Did they uh, mention that? Yeah, there's two two things. I know, like in the beginning of the movie when 
John McClain first meets the owner there, the yeah. CEO. He says, you know, we didn't uh, uh, Pearl Harbor didn't work out, so we got you got we got you guys back with tape decks, meaning like I guess that they just sold a million tape decks to Americans, that kind of shit. Wow, that's a little arrogant. Very arrogant, and um, and then the password was the name of one of the ships that bombed Pearl Harbor. Wow, did not realize that. Yeah, I forget. Well, what the he, name got was, his. But yeah. he got his. He got popped pretty early. <laughs> yeah, pretty early on, he got his. He was not not a sympathetic character. Uh, not for me, at least. So I no. and and Hans wasn't there, you know, to avenge, um, you know, American lives from. Pearl Harbor Day and like that, but you know, I, I wasn't. Oh, I'm not crying. I'm not shedding tears for this guy, losing uh, a dime or not even really getting shot in the head. <laughs> no, he was expendable. He was expendable. We knew that. I mean, him and uh, Ellis there towards the end. I mean, you just knew from the start that these guys were collateral damage, right? That's that's the other thing with this with the guy. What's his name? Takahashi. That's the other thing with this guy. Like <laughs> Nakatomi. The Ellis is just in the, in Holly's office, banging lines off her desk, yeah. and he's and he's like cool with it. Like, I, come on, man. Like, I, he, he, find first of all, Ellis, find a, a, a handicapped stall or something to blow your lines in. Don't be doing it off your boss. Well, it's Christmas desk. Eve. Listen, man, you can't be doing it off your boss's desk. And then he gets walked in him by the, by the you know, the husband who's a cop. You know, you're, you're putting everybody kind of at risk there. You're lucky that McLean wasn't a dick. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll give you that. He probably should have found a bathroom. Probably should have found a own, stall. His own office, man. Yeah, what was the deal with that? Why are you, are you just lurking in her office? Was he trying to, like, get her down with it? Why trying to get he was, Holly? He was aggressively pursuing Holly. Well, we know that, but was that he was, like? Did he want her to? Uh, he was trying to his hit own the ho- slopes. He was trying his own hostile takeover of Holly. So probably <laughs> trying to get her to rail some lines, loosen up a little bit. Yeah, man. He <laughs> wanted her by the fireplace. He was like making a big sales pitch there. <laughs> I listen. If, <laughs> I wouldn't want that guy to be my wingman at, at all at any point. That guy's sales pitch. He had the sale of his life, and he ended up getting shot in the head. Yeah, no, no, you don't want to. You don't want Ellis as your go-to guy. Yeah, you can't two, run the pick and roll with Ellis. Yeah, he gives. I mean, salesmen already have a pretty bad name, and he gives salesmen even worse, even worse name. Yeah. If with with that in in Die Hard, who, who is the biggest asshole? Because I feel like there's an abundance of assholes in this movie. Biggest asshole. Right, it's Ellis. There's yeah. the news anchor. Ooh, there, yeah. There's there's the news journalist. You know, right? Isn't it Walter Peck from Ghostbusters? Yeah, this man has no dick. That guy. Right. Yeah, and uh, what Dwayne Johnson was? It, is that his name? The chief. Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne Robinson. Dwayne Robinson. Dwayne the Rock Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all. I mean, uh, just huge cocksuckers up and down the line there. I'm what about sure the, the blonde dudes, man? Like, it's hard to root for a blonde guy. You mean there's the bad guys? Yeah, the guys who uh, <laughs> I mean, feel Carl? like you got to be a heel if you're a blonde guy. Yeah, wispy-haired blonde with a little accent. Straight hair, yeah. Yeah, Carl, Carl was born to be a bad guy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that guy had a rap sheet in real life. If you see a big dude with blonde hair, I feel like he's probably badass because he got made fun of for being blonde. 
So now he's all big and like, that's not a guy you want to fuck with. Yeah, he probably filled out a little bit. He was tall and lanky, and now he's a big. He probably thinks got picked he's a, on a little yeah. bit. Yeah, he probably got some chicks, and uh, yeah. So Carl was played by a guy named Alexander Gundonov. It's the guy with the long hair. This is the guy who died, who gets shot at the end. He's the last guy who comes back from the dead. That's Carl. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Has he, he passed been... away in real life too? I think. Oh yeah, he died real young. That sucks. Yeah. Probably in a foiled robbery. Yeah, he uh, was the fifth guy at Point Break. Oh, shit. Yeah, not quite a um, – no, he wasn't in a Point Break. No, nah, I mean – Wrong. Got shot. <laughs> uh, so um, what's the up- deal – what do you think the deal is with, like, McLean and his wife, man? There's some – they try – they, like, hint at what the issue is. And the only reason I ask is because, like, this guy, you know, obviously saves a day. And then I remember, like, going back in Die Hard 2 and even in Die Hard with Avenger, I think he's still having issues with her. And it's like, what does this guy have to do to impress this, this woman, his wife? It's hard to please. Imagine if you just saved, like – her from a bunch of 12 terrorists, fucking skyscraper. She's Ask a, me to do the fucking dishes. <laughs> she, was a cold, she was a cold fish afterwards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what the deal was. Obviously, there's some sort of issue with the careers not meshing, and you can't right. really take the New York the New York cop out of New York. doesn't really fit. And you see it early on. I mean, they they're, they go heavy on – uh, like him being like a fish out of water in California, which I can sympathize, yes. and I can sympathize with him being at a party where everybody thinks there's hot shit, mm-hmm. and like you know you're the man, and uh, you know you're just dealing with people who do uh, a little too much to drink, can't handle their booze, doing lines off your wife's desk. I can sympathize with that, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I think it was I think it's. I'm not sure how deep it how, how deep it really gets. I think it's just there was uh, an issue with the careers not meshing. He had a certain idea of, you know, well, where he would where he would end up, and it wasn't in San Diego or California, wherever it was. You don't think he did anything? You think he, he did anything to upset her? It's just simple as they both had their careers, and he didn't want to he didn't want to give an inch. Probably yeah, just disagreement on up uprooting the family and moving out west. That's simple as that. Yeah, all right. Because he did look like he had a little bit of a wandering eye when he's like in the airport. Is that just because wow, he hasn't he's... gotten any in six months? I think yeah. I think also it's uh, <laughs> I'm mean, here in California. That's what you do. You got if you don't, if you don't have a wandering eye in California, you're a you have willpower like of a monk. Yeah, it's like going to Las Vegas. As soon as you get off the plane. It's like nines and tens everywhere, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and he's plus like he's, makes no sense. Plus, he's kind of like separated at the time, right? He is. He, he hasn't been with her for three months. I don't know what you know how how six. big of a blow up six months and it's, it's a long time. It's a long time, yeah. And uh, you don't know, it's, and he didn't know that she wasn't using his name. But I mean, obviously, there was some disconnect with that. Hey, that's yeah. That's a hard thing to find out when you go to not surprise her when when you go to see her on Christmas Eve, and she wasn't using her name. Oh, sorry, she, wasn't yeah, using she's her Italian, name. so she was like, "Did respect that, that, yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, Gennaro is a cooler name than McLean. That's for sure. Carries a little more weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, see. I don't know what it makes the, people think I got to make this deal. Maybe she's connected. You know, just you know, it's automatic respect when you have that name. Automatic yeah. respect for it, and it's yeah, not even like a fear thing. Where it's like, yeah, all right, I, I know this person's about. I, I can trust her to do a little business. Right. Uh, just want to circle back real quick on Carl. He died of uh, hepatitis. He was a chronic alcoholic. Oh, okay. All right. Not, good to know. Not great. There you talk about Carl Winslow for a second. I was like, no, nah, he's still around. No, Carl Winslow still working hard. Reginald Bell Johnson still working hard. Steals the movie. He uh, he's like the he's the heart of the movie. I feel like almost heart and soul. Yeah, he had he had his own issues and. You know, he's a peripheral character, but he's, he's there all along, kind of just following along with the plot, just supportive cat, supportive uh, friend to John. And then he redeems himself. He redeems himself from a, a previous error, something he didn't need to come back from. And uh, he's whole again. He's made whole again at the end when he's finally able to pull his piece on Carl. You know when he definitely doesn't redeem himself is when he goes – in the lobby and just looks around for two seconds and it's like, yeah, it's all good here. So there's like 40 <laughs> floors in the place. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing going on here. Oh, and also, you know, you know who I hate in this movie, irrationally hate, is the 7-Eleven clerk that gives him shit, man. Like, dude, that's a cop. That's a guy you should be like kissing his ass, man. Yeah, you know especially, I mean? and it's a good cop. It's not like he's a dick. Like that's a nice cop, man. Especially a Seven Eleven clerk. Like how many? Like a Seven Eleven is a prime spot to get knocked over. You're gonna need those cops rushing, you know, to your side when you get when you get bumped. Uh, try to get bumped off, you know. Yeah, pissed me off that guy. Like, come on, don't be an asshole. Time <laughs> and a place. If you want to talk shit about cops, but not to their face. Yeah, not when you might need them, especially. And one of the all-time nice cops. One of the all-time great cops, you know what I mean? Carl Winslow. He, um, yeah, I guess it's a running, I guess, obviously a running joke that he's been a cop in everything he's noticeable in, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I can't think, I don't know. I mean, I this is, this is probably his second most iconic role besides Family Matters, right? It would have to be Die Hard. And absolutely. Die Hard, too. Makes a yeah. return in Die Hard, too. Yeah, absolutely. What what else could it be? I, I don't know. Like I'm looking through the IMDb now, and no. there's not. I mean, there's stuff I recognize, but there's nothing that. Nothing that I could be like. Oh yeah, I remember him. Except for Ghostbusters. Oh uh, okay. But he okay. just says he just he just he's a prison guard, and he goes like uh, Ghostbusters. Let's go, and that's it. <laughs> oh, it's, and and it might steal the movie. Yeah, it might be one of the highlights. <laughs> if it wasn't for there's a there's a lot of good stuff going on in Ghostbusters. So if it wasn't for, and also he was uh, the judge for the trial of the century. We shouldn't forget that. And, Which uh, one was that? McPoyle versus Ponderosa. Oh, that's right. That is right. <laughs> yeah. You know where fa- you know where Carl Winslow made his debut right before Family Matters. No, where's oh shit. Uh, it was it Perfect Strangers or Who's the Boss, something like that? It was Perfect Strangers. Ah, uh, nice. Chicago, yeah. I mean, a little, uh, one, one or two appearances on that show. You remember, have you seen the appearances? No, I didn't do that extensive research. I just saw it on IMDb. No, I just meant, <laughs> I just meant ever. 
Have you had ever have watched I, the, the? Have you ever watched those appearances? But I well, all right, we'll got to take. Ah, uh, I don't think so. Uh, probably at some point, I probably did. Carl Otis Winslow. Cow. Oh, Come on. man, that's fucked up. Come on, Balky. Carl Winslow deserves more respect than that. I mean, what do you expect from a TV show that just uh, – that's – like half of the punchline was just a Greek accent? I, I'm a big I'm a big Carl Winslow guy. I mean, imagine having to put up with fucking Urkel as your next door neighbor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, you, you, we were paying to watch him every week. He was I'll he take Kimmy Gibbler over Steve over Steve Urkel. Take Gibbler. Wow, as far as like the annoying neighbors go, yeah, I guess Gibbler. It's yeah, you know, it's almost nine out of ten. Take the chick, right? Urkel was yeah, Urkel was too like in up in your shit. Yeah, plus if you get hit in the head, you turn into another person. That's a little fucking weird to deal I mean, with. His his fucking catchphrase was, "Did I do that?" You don't want someone like that in your house. What was Kimmy Gibbler's? Did Kimmy Gibbler have a catchphrase? Kimmy Gibbler have a catchphrase. No, the catchphrase so. the catchphrase in that show was the Olsen twins. Uh well, they said something. How like rude. That. How rude, yeah. Yes, I think that was the catchphrase. You can't, oh, cut it out. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think that was I think that was just his catchphrase, uh Joey Gladstone's catchphrase before I think it was before uh Full House he was doing that. Yeah. I think his whole career he's been doing cut it out. Oh, and also have mercy. Can't forget <laughs> Jesse Gestapo. A, a lot of catchphrases. I mean, yeah, eighty sitcom, eighties into nineties sitcom. That's, mercy. Yeah. <laughs> that was a. Uh, were, were they? Were, did they live on the same schedule? Full House and Family Matters, like the night and lineup. Were they on the same? Ooh, probably. It's, yeah. Probably Family Matters at eight. Actually, I don't remember. Like, T, what was it TGIF? That was a TGIF lineup, right? Full House Family Matters had to be on there. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta look this. The TGIF lineup, and there was a few of them. Yeah, Perfect Strangers was a part of it too at some point. Had to be, yeah. Yeah, I checked out the uh, Full House house when I was in San Francisco. I couldn't resist. It was on the. I was only there like 48 hours before I went to Napa Valley, but it was on the short list of things to do. Did you, was there, um, yeah, the red close, door. how close is it to the Mrs. Doubtfire house? Aren't they in the same place? I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't scout Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. I had actually, I just actually, uh, I, I mean, I saw Mrs. Doubtfire a bunch when I was a kid, but I caught it recently, like on my honeymoon and I forgot it. I had forgotten it was in San Fran. Yeah. So it wasn't even on my radar when I went out there. Yeah. Let's let's be honest here. If Mrs. Doubtfire was was any bit true, had any bit of realism in it, that guy'd yeah. be doing life in prison. He yeah, dude, he'd be under a, a serious psych evaluation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've oh yeah, believe me, that came up when it when I watched it recently. Like, while I was sitting there, I think we were watching it with my wife, and I, I think it was even her that said it, not even me. She's like, this is, like, it's yeah. like fucked up what he does. I'm like, yeah. Well, we, this is not right. We, <laughs> ate it, we ate it up when we were, yeah, oh, what a heartwarming story. Of, yeah, add that to the list of movies you can't do today. <laughs> it's just doubtfire. So, <laughs> all right. So, there's, I, I can't go through every year that there was a lineup here, but. 
88, 89, Perfect Strangers, Full House, Mr. Belvedere. Actually, that is 87. Belvedere, nice. 87 to 89. Yeah, Full House started in 87. That's crazy. Webster was part of it before that. Webster, Mr. Belvedere before it were earlier. Mm -hmm. Then eventually, let's get to 92, was Family Matters, Step by Step. Fuck, Step by Step, yep. Perfect Strangers. I mean, all these all these shows, and the and then Boy Meets World comes like ninety three. Uh, Boy Meets World is ninety three, ninety four. Yep. And this is this is when I started. You know what watching. I don't like about Corey Matthews? I can think. I know. I don't know. <laughs> he like abandoned the Phillies, man. He was like this big Phillies fan when he was a kid, and you don't hear <laughs> about him afterwards. <laughs> He's got no heart, that kid. I, he just front running one that when they were good, huh? That's pretty much it. Oh, that's a good. I didn't even think of that. Because yeah, the mean, show comes out near ninety three, they go to the series. Wow, couldn't live through a few lean years. Yeah, he was. Was that in Philly? Boy Meets World. Uh yeah, uh yeah, maybe in Philly or just outside of Philly. Yeah, I think it was Philly. On the outskirts of Philly, it was. <laughs> the outskirts. It was a yeah. suburban Philly. Yeah, he didn't grow up next to. Uh, he was at know. least twenty-five minutes from the Liberty Bell. Okay, all right. Um, and then the, the there are no there are no none of the nine thirty shows that I, I ever watched until ninety three ninety four, and I was hanging hanging with Mister Cooper. Okay, yeah, I watched a little of that hanging with Mister Cooper. And then eventually we get into the later years. Uh, are all growing up and no, we're not really watching here. Sabrina the Teenage Witch is on there. Boy Meets World's still in there. Sabrina bumping around. Oh. Boy Meets World's probably carrying carrying at that point, no? Yeah. I feel like it's Boy Meets World is uh, got stuck in that eight thirty slot and I feel like it's just trying to hold the two other shows together. Like the glue. Yeah. The glue uh, guy. Like are right, people usually it's nine o'clock like is the is the number one show. Yeah. Uh but I feel like here they kept it in there and it was just, it was just madhouse around like the Yulies showed up at some point. Wow. Yulies yeah. was nine thirty, Then it was pushed back to eight odd man out came and got bounced around Sabrina. The teenage witch was at eight. Then it was at nine. It's uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sabrina teenage, which pretty terrible. And boy meets world for a good four years is, is uh, carrying that eight thirty slot. Just hoping that it can connect. Uh, it should have been nine shows. o'clock. Boy Meets World. They should have uh, pulled the trigger and just made it nine o'clock. Yeah, but I think my guess is the other things were not were struggling a little bit. That's like after Family Matters left. Uh, it looks like it was just Boy Meets World, and then trying to fit something into those slots. And that was basically, I guess, that was the end of it, man. Because by ninety nine two thousand, there, there's no more. After two thousand, there's no more TGIF. That's it. Two guys. So long story. So long story short, did Reginald Vell Johnson like carry TJF? Is he's like the biggest star they've ever had? <laughs> he. M- uh, yeah, he I think that's, I think it's the longest running one because Full House was only on there for a couple years. Maybe Saget's number two. Sa- yeah, Saget was there for four year, uh, five years, and then Perfect Strangers only there for a couple years. But Family Matters was there from 89, 90 to uh, 96, 97. So eight years. 
Carrying it. Carried it. Yeah. Carried probably, it. He has to be the biggest star. Uh, yeah, you're not going to give it to Urkel. He's um, the biggest star. He yeah. carried TGIF. If there was an MVP of TGIF, it's Reginald Bell Johnson. And Sabrina the Teenage Witch was, was um, what's her name, right? Clarissa explains it all. So she actually made the move from SNCC. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. yeah, from SNCC, Saturday Night Nick, to TGIF. Yeah. SNCC, right. Forgot about that. We talked about all the assholes in Die Hard. Yeah. Is there any question at the coolest – I mean, we're loaded with cool, too, because we have Reginald, like we're talking about. We have Bruce Willis, obviously. Mm-hmm. Holly, badass. Yeah. Uh, is there any competition Is that the coolest one is Argyle? Yeah, Argyle's pretty cool. He's <laughs> you know, calm customer, slick. I uh, Making moves in the cab, making a few phone calls. Yeah, calling his, calling his women up. <laughs> so my boss thinks I'm heading to Las Vegas. <laughs> um, yeah, he dropped a line. Have I ever lied to you? <laughs> I'm thinking not that she knows of, but he yeah, the, the, only the biggest liar in the world would say that. <laughs> he definitely lied to her. <laughs> um, yeah, Argyle, Argyle is definitely cool. I like Argyle. He drops in that line about getting a tip. He's like, I'll hang around, but he's like always working for that tip. He's a salesman, Argyle. You know, he's smooth. He's good. Uh, Great personality for a driver. Better salesman than Ellis. Can dream oh, that man. actually reminds me. Going back to uh, – it wasn't Nakatomi. What was the, boy, the guy's name, the big guy? They sh- shoot at the beginning? Whatever. Think, you think McLean is a little – is a little, like, put off that they sent a car for him? Yeah, you kind of – you know, do I have, what do you say? Like, oh, I, have, I have you to thank for that. Uh, yeah, maybe, like, they're showing off a little bit. He probably feels like not that he's got something to prove, but he's old school. Let's be honest; he's just old school. He doesn't believe his wife should be making more money than him. It's like an ego check. That yeah, I guess calling the shots. Right. It's an no. It's definitely it's definitely an ego thing. Like he thinks he has a little some he has some outdated views. <laughs> it even shows it in Die Hard too. Like when he his uh, he doesn't know how to use the fax machine in the airplane in the airport, so he needs help. And she like talk and she says like, "Oh, my wife, my uh, my husband with technology, he refuses to embrace it. He's out. He's a little outdated. That's it's no crime in that, you know." Yeah, he shows a little of the the disdain. He's got for integrity. He's just a little outdated. Listen, if you can tie a uh, fire hose to your waist you know, jump off a building and then shoot your way back into the building, you don't really need a fax machine. Yeah, well, in Die Hard 2, he, had, he needed it. It was very important. He was actually faxing fingerprints to Reginald Bell uh, Johnson back in uh, D.C. <laughs> he was working. I mean, maybe L.A. No, he, McLean's in D.C. Never mind. So, yeah. Um, I, and by the way, I feel like, like in Die Hard 2, he's still working. I feel like if I'm saving a bunch of people like in that manner, I'm retired. Like I should be taken care of in some way. I shouldn't have to work again. I yeah, I would be. Even the if, fire hose puts me over the top. That's a pension right there. Come on. Yeah, I would. I, I would be on a beach somewhere. That's not, or on a at a pool somewhere. It would be warm, and I would have. I would, 
I wouldn't need a I wouldn't need a fax machine or a cell phone or any kind of technology myself. I don't need a touch screen to enter the building. Yeah, this disdain for technology from the second we met John McLean. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be I won't put myself anywhere near that. But he, he was dedicated though, you know. He had to get back. McLean, absolutely, yeah. yeah. He like I think he likes being a cop. Oh, what kind of cop? Oh, loved, loved it. What, not even what, not even an issue. Love what kind of what kind of cop do you think John McClane is? Because he dropped that line on the first terrorist, the first robber he met. Let's build a little respect for these guys. They're not terrorists. Um, what do you think? Not a dirty cop. He's not on the take, but you know, he took a little liberties with uh, chokeholds, maybe. And that's probably you probably do more chokeholds back then. Anyway, it wasn't like out outlaw at that point. But he even told the cop, you know. Not, you the guy said, uh, oh, the cops have, uh, uh, cops have to live by a rule, you know? And he was like, ah, my, that's what my sergeant keeps telling me. My, yeah, my captain keeps telling me, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I think maybe – I don't think he's a dirty cop, but I think he kind of plays by his own rules a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe he's a little too rough with a bad guy, but it's a bad guy, so it's not. It's not like he's picked. I don't think he was like he would. Uh, I don't think he would pick on people that don't deserve it. I think it's the bad no. guys. You know, he takes his liberties with. There's two prequels I could think of that I want to see, and I and I'd see just like a John McClane as a New York cop prequel. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see him because you know he's sixty now. Um, <laughs> and the other one is I wanted to see a Hans Gruber prequel. To see what he was up to before all this. Hans was, yeah, Hans was in some shit. Yeah, you, you get kicked out of a terrorist group or something, which is a little What do you have to do to get kicked out of a terrorist group? I don't know. Like, be <laughs> don't know. nice to people? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Another thing about the Takahashi guy, the guy's just begging to be robbed. He's got $600 million in bearer bonds in his fucking building. What are you doing, man? Why are you keeping him in your own building? And who has a party Christmas Eve, more importantly? Yeah, your employees are getting That's so shafted. weird. Yeah, your employees are really getting the shaft. I got to stay for this fucking Christmas Eve party. I got to make a speech on Christmas Eve. My oh, kids are home yeah. with the fucking nanny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy shit. Rallying so, up the troops on Christmas Eve. Yeah. You know, when I, re- you know when I realized that Christmas Eve wasn't the same to like other people outside of Italians? I worked at Chowder Pot in high school. Yeah. And I, I was on the schedule for Christmas Eve one year. So I was like, okay, like, you know, it'll be dead. Easy oh. night, in and out. <laughs> packed, bro. The Chowder <laughs> Pot, absolutely packed. One of the busiest I ever was working there. I didn't get out till like 10, 10.30, like late, oh, like kind of. sucks. Kind of, yeah, just kind of like a little late dinner and that's it. And I was like. What pissed me off? I'm like these fucking assholes. Christmas Eve out man. on Christmas Eve. Good tips on Christmas Eve. I don't know. I used to get tipped out by the wait staff. So, oh uh, right, right, right. Yeah, it depended on the person. They were usually generous. You had a pretty good crew over there at uh, Chowder Pot when you were working there, right? You work with my cousin. No, I missed him. He was already uh, gone by then. Okay. Okay. So it's probably better off then. Yes. <laughs> absolutely or a million reasons all right so i, when I remember back when i was working there i watched uh what do you call it G- 
Game, game three, the Pedro Clemens game where Don Zimmer, Pedro threw Zimmer down, that was spent at Chowder Pot. I was working and I was just like hanging in the bar the entire time. I might have a fun one. fact. That was 2003. Three. I might have been working at the diner for that game. Was, yeah, it was day game. It was day game. And I think I was working a busy-ass lunch at the diner, man. They put the game on there? They had a TV? Yeah, a couple TVs there, yeah. Just like, you know, hanging somewhere around the middle yeah, of the Yeah, it's a diner, diner TV. Yeah. Never yeah. a nice TV. <laughs> no, which actually makes it all the more charming when you have a, di- a diner TV. It's just, it's like thrown in an, it's not in any position for anybody to watch comfortably. Yeah. But uh, it's there and it's, it's reliable when you need it. I do have, I have one nitpick with the what? director. Was it John McTiernan? Is that his name? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. John I have one nitpick. When uh, when RVJ when Reginald goes into the lobby and uh, you know the guard is there the fake guard the terrorist guard yeah yep got Notre Dame USC playing like that game would <laughs> never be Christmas Eve <laughs> the only the only and this is I don't know I don't know exactly what's going on because it's COVID this year but the only game that has uh, gone on on Christmas Eve college wise the past few years Hawaii Bowl oh late night yeah yep Hawaii Bowl yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they may even play it early, but that's the well, only, late for, that's late the only for college us. game. Late for us. Late for us, though, right? Hawaii Bowl. Oh, late for us. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Like they, I always feel like that game's on at 11 or something. No, earlier. It's light. Yeah. It's fully light out. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. This year, I don't know. I have to take a look. The whole schedule is off. Uh, I, I got to defend Reginald a little bit there. You're right. It's Christmas Eve. He's got a pregnant wife at home. And uh, he's, just trying to get, he's just trying to get back off the streets, man. He's, he already made his Twinkie run, and he's trying to just get home. He, they sent him to this quiet-ass building that they've already, like, said, they've already said nothing's going on. Right. He's going to poke around. It's quiet. Nothing's going you know, on. How does he also know there's 30 hostages? Nobody thinks like that. And we think there's a robbery. And he's probably thinking, who the fuck is here working anyway? It's fucking Christmas Eve. Okay, fair point. Fair point. Security I mean, guard. I, and the security guard didn't seem worried. Security guard played it very well. Yeah. He was a natural. So, a lot of good actors in that terrorist group, or the robbery group. Because even Hans had to pull off the, uh, the American accent there. Kind of pulled that. McLean didn't buy it, though. He's too sharp. No, but uh, you know, no, you know why he didn't buy it? Why? When he, when he took, took the cigarette, he held it like a European and not like an American. Is that right? Yeah, he held it. I think like uh, who else holds it like that? Like underneath, like that. Um, what's his name? Kaiser Soze holds it. Like really? This. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like those little tells are always important in movies. And almost no, and almost nowhere else, uh, in Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. that's how uh, one of the Nazis finds out that the bastards are infiltrating the Nazis. Because when he orders, uh, he orders whiskeys. He orders it like this, like three fingers with the pointer finger, the middle finger, and the ring finger up. Yeah. And I guess Europeans do uh, like this. No, not the white power symbol. 
<laughs> believe it or not, but it's this way, the thumb, the pointer, and the middle finger. And that's how they called him Inglorious Bastards, so those little hand gesture things. So huh. you got you to know your shit, all right? Just in case, you never know. If you oh, here we go. Uh, uh, Christmas Eve, New Mexico Bowl, but Hawaii's playing in it. <laughs> nice. So no Hawaii Bowl this year on Christmas Eve. At 3.30 p.m. start, Hawaii, Houston. And no USC, uh, Notre Dame, unfortunately. No, USC, Notre Dame. That's yeah, ridiculous. I read they ne- they've never played. They play every year, obviously, but they, they've never played on Christmas Eve. <laughs> no, they usually play – when they play in South Bend, they play in October, I believe, and then when they play USC, they play at the end of the year, like November, like Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's right. I'm just passing it off. Just take it as fact. I do have one. I do have a nitpick. Okay. And um, so when Hans is doing that whole ruse mm-hmm. – and McLean catches him in it, right? Click, the gun's clicking, there's nothing in it. The el- elevator dings. So McLean knows that he's busted, right? Why isn't the first thing he does not blow away Hans? Why doesn't he just shoot him right there? I think he's – I think because it goes back to the fact that he has a little bit of integrity. He's not just going to go firing his gun into anybody. You know, he's got to make sure. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. He kn- he knew what was coming, man. He he saw integrity. He saw Tagahashi got shot in the face. Um. Yeah, Ellis was I mean, dead. He, at, Ellis was dead at that point. Maybe he just panicked. It probably. I mean, he's got guys coming off the elevator with machine guns. I would be just panicked and didn't shoot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a nitpick. It's ha- <laughs> Hans though. He's always thinking, man. Shoot, having the guy shoot the glass because he's barefoot. <laughs> just yeah. Oh yeah, Hans is a thinker, man. <laughs> he's sharp. You know. Did you also? Did you know that this was actually Alan Rickman's big screen debut? Yeah. Yep. 41 First years movie, old. Yeah. Jump, yeah, he plays like the number one heavy in a movie in a blockbuster. That's a I mean, bold he's, decision. He's like, he's like one of the top villains of all time in this movie. Yeah. The accent helps. Yeah. I don't want a racial profile, but like the accent, that, that English accent helps being a heel. Yeah, and he kind of draws it out, doesn't rush through it. And yeah, he's just. Uh... The only person I can think of with an English accent that's been like a major good guy is James Bond. And he's already badass too. He's kind of plays by his own rules anyway, the kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, Is there any any bad guys with the English accent? Because the English accent kind of go either way. It could have that like like that street English accent or it could have that hoity-toity royal English accent. So, I mean, it could go either way. I'm not sure. It's probably harder to think of a villain English guy, I think, than a good English guy. I mean, Hugh Grant's always playing the good English guy. Yeah, which, well, not in The Undoing. You see that? I did not. <laughs> Pierce, wait, Pierce Brosnan was the bad guy in Mrs. Doubtfire. Talk about James Bond. Well, was he really the bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I mean, 
I don't know. He was just – he was a good guy. I thought, no, he may have good intentions. <laughs> I, I guess in the end, Mrs. Doubtfire was the bad guy. Just throwing random Literally, pieces. Literally, yes, the bad guy. Throwing pieces of fruit at the guy at poor Pierce. Fucking orange right in the back of the head. <laughs> what a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty nice throw. Got to give you know, credit where credit's due. This uh, this director you mentioned, John McTiernan. Yeah, not a lot of movies under his belt. I saw that. Yeah, you got him in front of you. Yeah, it's Predator. Predator, right? So Predator, Die Hard, The Hunt for October, one, two, three, pretty good. Never saw Hunt for October. It's on my list. I would like to get to it. It's. I, re- I recommend doing a little bit. Just pick and choose some of these uh, like action-type movies from the early 90s. They're, I mean, sometimes it's just, it's, like, it's just what you're looking for. I don't remember. Yeah. Hunt, right, oh, right it's over. free. It's on Showtime. I got to get to that. All right, I, don't nice. Hunt, I don't remember the Hunt for October. I feel like that was a little bit long. Is, is that? It is, 135 minutes. It's Baldwin and Sean Connery's in that? I mean, how Yeah, it's a nice that? one, too. How could you go wrong with that? Uh, and then what's the one with um? I don't even have to give you the plot, and you're just like, I'll give it a shot. Well, yeah, it's uh, Baldwin is what's his name, the guy from the book, Jack right? Ryan. Yeah, yeah, the Jack, yeah, yeah, Jack Ryan. Yeah, no, I, I've I've seen it, but not. I mean, not that I remember it that well. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I'll get to it now that I remember it, it's free. I actually meant when I was looking at this director's body of work, I meant to uh, bring that up. That's on. That's on the list. I want to get to that movie at some point. But I mean, then there's a couple like the Thomas Crown Affair, and that's it. And there's a couple. I never of, saw that. I don't think. Neither did I. But I mean, that's that's a known one. And uh, Die Hard with he did Die Hard with a Vengeance, and last. Oh, night, I do you know, like Die Hard with a Vengeance. But he hasn't done anything, and now since 2003, and now he's got a some I don't know what is some French title movie. I don't know what's going on with Uma Thurman in it. Mm. But he's back, I guess. I don't know what he's been up to. Producing By the way, have you seen you've seen Die Hard two and Die Hard with a Vengeance? Uh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen anything past that for Die Hards? Uh, I, I got what? What's the one with the kid? <laughs> Justin Long. Oh, is there another one with another kid? Probably. How many Die Hards are there? I want to say five. Die Hard Die. What's the one with live the free del- or the die? Is live free or die hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw a part of another one. I don't know if I saw the whole thing or not, but I saw it. I did see another one a little bit. Yeah, I haven't seen the uh, the recent ones. Die Hard with a Vengeance is the last one I remember. I started watching the Justin Long one, and I don't know. I just maybe that bowed out. One. Maybe that was the one I saw. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I did the same thing with the Indiana Jones sequel from. I think it was like 2008, the one that was shot in New Haven. I started watching it, and I, I once it got past the New Haven part, I didn't even see that. I didn't know there was anything in New Haven in that one. Yeah, I was actually working down there. I was interning down there at the time, and I just missed Ford. Man, he was in like our lobby. God, I don't know man. exactly what he was doing, but I was like, oh man, Ford. Yeah, if you if you watch the scene, it's like a quick five, maybe ten minute scene. You could tell it's around Yale. 
Uh, it's supposed to be, and it's supposed. To, I don't know where it's supposed to take place. Some university, probably. Now, I remember you complaining about uh, people going into your lobby there for shelter. But I remember you complaining about Harrison Ford going in there for shelter. Never complained about the shelter people. Never. <laughs> I, I, I do not tell. I do not tell people what to do. I don't censor them. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> Harrison Ford, however, red carpet. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but there's something to be said. I mean, when these movies, they, they're just playing on a certain nostalgia that I, I, try, I don't know if it's like trying to recapture. They're not really trying to make new movies that are better than the originals or that are a, a necessary continuation of the originals. It's really just kind of playing on your nostalgia of these characters and trying to yeah. get a little more payday out of it. Like I I don't, I don't go, I don't go in for that. I know, I kind of assume, no. I, have, I kind of assume I'll be disappointed with uh, the things that I love to have them. Like tomorrow night, they're doing a, I think it's tomorrow night, they're doing a Sopranos like fundraiser thing. Yeah. And uh, David Chase wrote new material for people there, but like characters who are dead are going to be. So I don't know exactly what the material is going to be. Well, he did that on a podcast with uh, Moltisanti and uh, Shrippa, the Talking Sopranos. Wait, he wrote they... dialogue for like what characters would be saying during the pandemic. Yeah, why? Why are you doing that? This is weird. <laughs> that makes them to me. That makes them like cartoon characters, like The Simpsons. Like you could throw The Simpsons in any. You could throw The Simpsons in outer space. You could throw The Simpsons in. Uh, you know, in fucking sewer, you could throw the Simpsons with, you know, a president, you could throw them uh, anywhere, you know, and now you're doing, now you're doing it with, you know, these characters is weird to me. I know you can do it. They're your characters. Do whatever you want. It's just very weird to me. Like the three stooges meets the Sopranos or something. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Batman and Scooby-Doo kind of shit. (laughs) So I don't know. It's very odd to me. Um, like, I don't, I don't, I don't so much mind the prequel they're doing. I feel like that's with the Sopranos. Like, I feel like that's like a. Uh, You're gonna watch that at home, right? You're not gonna go see it in the big, big screen. Yeah, I watch that one at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be out in March. I don't think I'll be going to movies at that point. Oh, are they open the movies? Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. I, I think I will go to a movie if I like took a day off from work. Like after everybody went back for the holidays, and I think that's I was, the I, way I've been doing movies for years. Yeah, I've, I've been there. doing social yeah. distance movies for years. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. Having an old theater to yourself is amazing. Uh, yeah, so I, I would consider doing something like that, but I'm not gonna do it for this movie. But uh, like, no, I watch it at home. I don't know. Do you have you have HBO Max? Do you have yeah. that through cable? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I have that too because for a while there they separated it. HBO from HBO Max. People no, with should, cable must have complained. No, you should you should get it through Xfinity. No, I do. Yeah. I do. Um, you know who I you know who I loved uh, having show up in this movie in Die Hard. No, the Asian dude with the mustache and the bad guys. Yeah, he was also <laughs> in Lethal Weapon. Basically, played the same guy. <laughs> He just play, yeah, he just grew his Fu Manchu out and then just gra- grabbed machine gun. He has a, he has a way it. better send off in Lethal Weapon though. Remember how he goes out in Lethal Weapon? No, no, I don't. 
Mc, uh, Mc, uh, McLean. Um, Riggs <laughs> is tied up. See, he's putting characters and others and other stories. It's weird, man. <laughs> I, I hate these crossovers. <laughs> Riggs is tied up, right? And they're okay, giving him yeah. like, the electric shock thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, Riggs chokes him out with his legs. Badass. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep. Okay. And a I, pair I, of jeans. Didn't realize that was the same. That was the guy. Okay. Didn't realize that's how he went. Yeah. yeah. Un, unceremoniously gets just opens the door and gets shot. And this. Yeah, one. I know. I didn't like that send off, man. I thought he deserved better. He probably did. Takes the candy. I like the move where he takes the candy. <laughs> right? Am I thinking of the same movie? Or I, I don't know. <laughs> what did he take the candy? I don't know what you're talking about. He takes the candy. He ends. They're, they're in, it's like a really nice building. And there's like some sort of snack stand. Like a snack, uh, and he's like setting up post there, and he just looks around and he takes whatever, something, <laughs> must, some sort of candy. I must have missed that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm describing it that well, but I remember I was watching it with my wife last night, and I was like, what is this, like a movie theater snack stand? <laughs> well, it was uh, parties, right? So I'm not sure there's stuff going around. That, yeah, it's a hell of a building. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, do you think when Ellis was in that room negotiating, do you think he really asked for a Coke or do you think he was like, got any Coke? <laughs> and they gave him a, a can of Coke. It was better than uh, Matthew Bevelacqua's last drink. Yeah, sure goes. Piece was that a shit. Diet Coke? <laughs> uh, it was a Fanta, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't... Did he ask for a Coke? I don't remember. No, he didn't. They just like brought him. They brought him a coke when he was talking to John. And uh, I just wonder John if, he, if he, <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder if he actually asked for a coke or uh, again, uh, he tried to, like he thought he was in a meeting with some cool guys. Was like, oh, you guys got a coke? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Fucking we heard Ellis. this guy likes coke. Let's go, get him, let's go get him a can. Yeah, as soon as that's what I, that's what I like about. Uh, I now now that I'm going to say this out loud, I wonder if uh, Gruber. Oh, by is the like, way, before he goes into that meeting, yeah. ripping a bump, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Fuck this!" He <laughs> rips a bump, and he's like, "All right, enough of this. <laughs> Go make a deal." That is on a game show. <laughs> Let's get to work. Oh man. That cracked me up. <laughs> Maybe uh, Gruber is like the cold-hearted capitalist, right? Because he just, as soon as there's dead weight, and as soon as you wear out your, your use, usefulness with them, you're gone. I mean, he's shooting them in the face, not firing them, but uh, as, soon as, you know, as soon as you can't make them a buck, see you later. Yeah. And was he, was Han supposed to be obviously German, right? Was everyone so. there supposed to be German? Like that's where the that's where the blonde hair comes in, you know. Excuse me. Um, you look you like big with blonde hair. You're just like some big German piece of shit. Easy to root for. I mean, easy to root against. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, they, you know, they, <laughs> these guys know they're uh, yeah a little slip there. Got to watch out for you now. <laughs> Whoops! Better not order your whiskeys like this with the, the wrong three fingers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're all German. Some of those guys got a little Swedish look to them to me. I don't know. Well, well obviously Swedish one of them's Asian. I don't know how that guy got linked up with him. He's, he's a career terrorist, man. <laughs> they know he's good. 
his bounce is the run. It's a hired gun. He's a professional. He yeah. doesn't give a fuck about the call. He's in it for the action. For the <laughs> he doesn't even know why they're there, man. It's like, yeah, let's take over this fucking plaza. Yeah, call, call Jimbo. Yeah, yeah, just get him on a plane. He'll, he'll meet us there. Mm. Well organized. Well, well organized crew, though. Very organized. Well, a little bit. There's like the guy cutting the wires, and then the other guy takes a chainsaw. A little bit. Yeah, that guy's just uh, that guy's just a load. Uh, he's a he's a wild card. Yeah, that's a wild card move, man. Yeah, it's true. If you're if you're breaking into a building, stealing six hundred million under the guise of a terrorist attack, I guess you're gonna have a couple nuts on the on the on the team. Did you agree with when he kills the first guy, right? The blonde dude with the glasses. Did you agree with McLean taunting them? Because I felt like I would have tried to keep that a secret as long as I could. But because now I'm like. Now there's now they know. Now they're looking for me. Now I'm, you know, now I'm on their radar. I would try and keep a lower profile. Mm. Or is he just kind of like he's got to speed the process up. He's got to get he's got to out him, you know what I mean? He's got to rattle them a little bit. Yeah, rattle them and then plus that was part of his like information gathering, right? Going down there getting them all around the elevator so he could hear what they're talking about. Also a bold move. <laughs> he's on, yeah, very bold, yeah. That's how you got. That's how you got their names and stuff. And uh, yeah, plus same time you could throw throw ho 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 and blood on a shirt. I mean, you know, how many opportunities like that are you gonna get? True. It was nice. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think you had to do it. Do you uh, think it would have been possible for him to oh. sneak downstairs, like sneak sneak out through the stairs? Or do you think it's just too they're they're you know, they're guarding all the stairwells. Uh, there's only like a dozen terrorists. I don't think they could all be – I don't I think all the stairwells can be watched. So they is got, that like debunk the movie right there? He could have just gotten to the first floor <laughs> by stairs? Um, I'm trying to think of why not, but I guess the risk might be not worth the reward. I mean, once you're out of there, you're kind of at the, at the – behest of the people out there and you don't go work with those jerk offs maybe the stairwell didn't take them all the way to the bottom maybe it took them only to uh yeah 10th floor and they had to take the elevator or something yeah i think it, yeah something along those lines all right i could look past that he probably just didn't want to leave another guy gets gets a rush off the action he's 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 got yeah, oh yeah he does yeah he's not <laughs> going sure. out he's not going out there looking for backup you know he's uh He's there. Anyway, Holly's in there. He's not leaving Holly. No, 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 no. No, too so, much class for that. I'm not, yeah. I, he, maybe he could have gotten out, but there wasn't an option. I mean, he could, he could have been at the exit. There's not an option. No, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Nice try trying to debunk it. <laughs> I mean, I gave it a shot. Uh, two, it's at the Christmas points there are two christmas songs in the movie right it's only two i felt like there was more what were the, the run dmc oh, one yeah uh christmas in house and uh the one let at it, the end let it, let it snow right what's yeah is that the one at the end yeah well, and then the well, one, I guess, yeah. was ode to joy the one you know where it's like opening open the vault i mean that yeah i feel like there's o- a bunch i feel like there's a bunch of christmas songs. is ode to, yeah. ode to joy is not a christmas song though is it it sounds like it. It does sound like it. Fits in. I liked how I guess I never picked up on this before, but I did like how they would use O to Joy 
like a little bit in the beginning of the movie, just here and there, like kind of, uh, I want to know when they did, but they just kind of put it in there, a little background from time to time. And then it had its big moment when they finally shut the lights off and the vault opened up. Yeah. And it had its big moment. Made it pop a little extra for me this time when I kind of pay attention to the background soundtrack. Sure. All that. By the way, the the guy who McLean talks to when he's getting off the plane, what's he recommend that he does? Uh, take off your socks and make balls with your feet. Make fists with your feet, yeah. Fists with your feet, whatever. Yeah. Uh, ever try that? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me, <laughs> me, and when I get off a plane, immediate sh- shower and drinking. That's it. That's all I want to do is shower and drink. I mean, you're taking your shoes off. You might as well give it a shot. Before you know, while the while the shower warms up or something, you got to try and remember it next time. Maybe maybe it uh maybe it'll work. Better than a hot shower and a coffee. <laughs> coffee. That, that, the fuck that feels like there's no way that could be true. The fist with the feet thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's it? What's it do? What's it do? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that's a guy who doesn't drink or use marijuana because that's. <laughs> anything mind altering that's what i need after a flight and a shower is number one man even bo- even before a drink drink in the shower yeah perfect world get yourself clean perfect world there's a package store next to the hotel so one <laughs> one person checks in the other person grabs some booze for the room and then you have it when you get up there it's yeah the way to go all right just shower get a drink at the bar then go to the package store could do that too. There's a, if there's a bar, if there's a bar in the hotel, I feel like that's my that's where I want to be. <laughs> when I stayed in downtown Dallas, I was there for one day. The last day I was there, near like the Kennedy stuff, I was right across the street from like a uh, it was like a Seven Eleven gas station or something. It's mm-hmm. like perfect, you know what I mean? That's what that that's what you need, man, because it's open to anything you need at any time. Beer, munchies, great. Yeah, you need that, that go to everything mart. Yeah, and yeah, Dallas is such a weird fucking place. We'll get into that another show, maybe. Dallas is a weird fucking place. As long as the guy doesn't give you shit for getting a Twinkie. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, I, fucking asshole, man. Show some respect. <laughs> you guys, yeah, that's one of the good ones, man. That he <laughs> RVJ is one of the good ones. You got anything you want to say to wrap up uh, Christmas time uh, with Die Hard? Um, any final any final thoughts? Send us all to bed. Thanks. Visions <laughs> of sugar plums and uh, I, I think bombs I think that just about <laughs> I think that just about does it on Die Hard. I think we exhausted ourselves. It's uh it's an all timer, man. Try if if you don't make it a tradition, make it a tradition. Uh, you know, around Christmas time, throw it on there or throw it on in July. Nothing wrong with that either. It's good See? all year round. Yeah, Christmas in July. Yeah, it's beautiful. It actually was released in July, so yeah. It always kind of fascinates me that these movies that uh, end up being Christmas movies are ne- are almost not never, but are just sometimes not released around Christmas. Yeah, well, la- becoming... last week we talked about Gremlins. I think that was over the summer yeah. too. That yeah. is kind of weird. Gremlins was playing like at a movie theater last week in Blitchfield or something. Well, I mean. Yeah, I think Die Hard is too this week. I think I yeah. saw North Haven. It might be a lot of these movies. Uh, well, Plane Trains Automobiles was playing when we were doing that show. 
Yep. So yeah. Uh, I watched I, I watched Trapped in Paradise today. I was home for a little snow day. No way. After I came in from <laughs> yeah. Oh. Do you remember that movie, or is that the first time you ever watched it? it? The only thing I remembered from that movie originally was the end scene in the house. Other than that, <laughs> it was all brand new. And can I just say this? I mean, Cage, Cage is awesome, obviously. You expect that out of Cage. Yeah. But fucking love it. It's just <laughs> so good. He's just, he's just tremendous. Yeah, it's I mean, uh, his fucking facial expressions when he delivers lines and he does it like straight face. Oh my god, it cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the lines there. I just remember Cage going nuts, robbing the bank. Yeah, uh, I remember them singing Christmas carols in the in the car, <laughs> and Dana Carvey laughing when uh, they say "gay apparel." I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, Dana Carvey, he's a, he's a kleptomaniac. Yeah. He's like stealing shit. <laughs> Is that on TV? Because I haven't seen that movie in a long oh, time. Oh, it's on, uh, I think it's HBO. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a movie. Came in, I, yeah, came in from shoveling today. Oh, we're going to do a Christmas movie. I was like, ooh. I just happened to stumble across Trapped in Paradise. I was like, let's go. That is a treat. It was. And I also like how they end it with Dean, D. Martin. I don't remember the ending at all. I remember you're nobody till somebody loves you. And I, oh man, I don't remember you're... the soundtrack like during the movie. But I didn't, I didn't think they really had too many classical songs. For, so for them to end it with that, I was like, oh, this movie just got <laughs> knocked up another notch. <laughs> you know, because it's not a great movie. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's you know, it's not an all-time comedy, but no, no. it's solid, man. So I definitely recommend it. Definitely solid. I remember when the little stupid shit that I remember, right? The cops are tailing, I forget, like the morons. Mm-hmm. And uh, the license plate is like 321 DUH. He's like 321 uh, yeah. vanity plates. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. What's his face? Richard Jenkins plays the cop. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the father from Step Brothers. Yeah. The father from Step Brothers, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the, one who, he's the one who delivers the line. It's fantastic. Uh, like, I, I, Duh, that's I'm, fitting. <laughs> I'm so excited that movie's on TV. Oh, yeah. Nick Cage is, uh, I mean, we're going way over what we're supposed to do, but um, it's our show. We do what the fuck <laughs> we want to do. Uh, Nick Cage is doing a show on Netflix about the history of curse words or something. Mm. I, just, I just, that's all I sold for Humphrey October and that. That's all you need to know. Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah, me and Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's come back and do our picks. Week 15, we are winding down to the end of the season. Christmas just around the corner, New Year's, but some business to be settled. Last three weeks here in the NFL. Uh, I was two and one last week. My co-host one and two. I would defer to him. Start us off. Yep, been a little rough week. I don't think you've. I don't think I've beaten you in about six weeks. Tied a couple weeks, but uh, 
feels like yeah. it's been a we long time. We could just time. throw out the first like seven or eight weeks of my <laughs> season would have a chance here. But yes, uh, yeah, yes. the whole I dug was insurmountable. Yeah, uh, it was a tough start. Okay, so <laughs> it, was, it wasn't great. Yeah, for whatever reason, I didn't do my normal research this week. So we're going to kind of jump into this one uh, barefoot, like John McClain, uh, to a bunch of glass. And we're going to go down to Miami, where the New England Patriots will be visiting the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins, 8-5. and five. New England's playing for something here, right? Do we, try, do, you, do we trust Cam to go down there and play against a motivated defense? I know Miami had a nice game last week. It, we just, I don't, I just don't believe in New England like I do anymore. And at some point, the wheels are the wheels are going to come off of their season. And Miami, this has always been a house of horrors for New England. And I don't see it being any different now with a lesser team, a lesser quarterback. Miami's favored by, but yeah, I got it a point and a half, man. Point and a half. Yeah, I, I just don't see how this is. That close, I give, I'm taking Miami. That's that's almost a no-brainer to me. Um, the only thing I'll say is Miami has a shit load of injuries, obscene amount. Okay, wow. And they have off. They're down to their fifth running back, and they don't have any pass catchers. But other than that, defense is good. <laughs> I look at the Dolphins game this week as. Uh, I mean, it terrifies me, Belichick going up against a rookie quarterback. That's number one. Yeah. I look at it as the defense has to pitch like a, a perfect game. I look at it as like the Grom when he takes the mound for the Mets. Like, don't like don't let New England have an opening drive touchdown because then it's going to feel like, oh, we're, we're down. We got to come from behind. One of those things. Play from ahead, which is easier said than done. Everyone wants to play from ahead. No shit. Uh, so, Yeah. All right, so maybe so it wasn't, that's, what I, that's what I would say. Maybe it wasn't a no-brainer. Maybe it was just my anti-New anti England pick. Uh, it, and they're just so banged up at the at the offensive weapon posi position. It's it's just obscene. And it worries me, Belichick, against the rookie quarterback. You know, you saw, like, what he did to Herbert, Lamar, Murray. Extra time to prepare. Maybe see Fitzpatrick then. Um. That's not impossible. It would I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they, if it's close enough and they think we, you know, you got still got a chance to win at the half and two a struggle. It's not impossible. Mm -hmm. All right, um, pick number one. Got a few games here in front of me. Let's see what we got for current spreads. I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go to Saturday. I'm looking at the Bills Broncos game. I'm going to take Denver getting six here. Um, I like the fact that Buffalo's coming off a little bit of a short week because they played Sunday night. A uh, little bit of an emotional win, high spot beating the Steelers. I think the Broncos have one more mile high moment in them, one more mile high game. They have two games left at home. Uh, they have one against the Raiders week 17. So it's possible. And, you know, there's always some of these teams that finish, uh, you know, they finish strong down the stretch, a team that's kind of out of it. Right now they're 5-8. and eight. Maybe they're motivated to finish 8-8. Eight and eight. I think they're a live dog here. I think they can win on the field. And um, I don't know. Sometimes I overrate Denver at home. It could be one of those 
instances where they just go out there and get bombed. But I'm going to say they got a chance on the field, and I think they'll be in this game in the fourth quarter. So give me them plus six. Okay. Very nice. All right. Hmm. Okay. Let's see, I'm looking at some games here, like Seattle-Washington. I'm going to just talk this one out before I make a pick. Go ahead. But Seattle-Washington, I'm looking at. And like, if we go Washington here, it, are we like a week late on them? Is this where it kind of turns around? Like same thing with the – we got high in the Giants a little bit, and then Arizona came into town and gave them the business. Like is Seattle going to do the same thing here? Seattle had their tough game against the Giants. They had no problem with the Jets last week. Yeah, they're coming, you know, uh, west to east. But everybody, I think, is a little bit high in Washington. Isn't six a little bit of a good – isn't that a lower number than it would have been two weeks ago or three weeks ago? I don't know if that's the right call. So I'm going to skip that one for now. We'll come back. So to who, you, were, you were making case for Seattle there? No, I was I – was, yeah, I guess I was. I, well, I wanted to go with Washington, but I'm wondering if we should – if that should be a higher number, if that should be even like seven and a half or something like that. And it got, well, two I mean, reasons I would say. One, Seattle's defense stinks. Sure. Second reason being Dwayne Haskins could be the quarterback. Yeah, Haskins, that, that, that's a toss-up. I think, I think it's going to be – I think he said it's going to be Alex Smith, though. I think, it's, it's, I think it looks pretty good that it's going to be Alex Smith. All right, I'm going to stay away from that one. It's on my short list, that game. I don't know if it's going to make the cut, but we might circle back. Fair. All right, so I'm glad we talked about it. Let's see. San Francisco going to Dallas. No. Oh, man, classic. Chargers. This is classic. <laughs> oh, no. It's like a <laughs> fucking threes company rerun. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half, right? Three and a half, yes. Jeez, I saw so they need uh, – Raiders make a field goal, Chargers covered by half point. And a field goal and a safety, though. It's not. Yeah, right field now. goal and a safety. That, might, that, might, that was absolute madness on Monday night. What a, what a finish. After he signed off the show that night, what a finish. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. Lamar Jackson comes in, Supermans it, and uh, he was like 10 pounds lighter when he came back out there. It was unbelievable. I mean, the uh, last thing I said about him on the air was like, he just keeps making. He just keeps missing deep throws, and he came off. <laughs> he came out of the locker room cold and hit somebody deep for like a fifty yard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he did have some when we were when we were talking. He did have some terrible throws. He like, did I think on the same some, on the same drive, I think too. And we were like, yeah, that's the problem. And he looked dynamic that game, except for that. And then he came out and did what he did there. But then just the cover uh, at the end. Why? No one's really talking about the Ravens, but like at, for that last playoff spot, a little nervous about the Ravens because they have the easiest schedule down the stretch, man. Their toughest game is the Giants. It's their toughest game. And at Jacksonville, at, I'm sorry, home Jacksonville, home Giants at Bengals. Like, fuck, man. They might like sneak up and get the five seed, being that four five matchup. All right. I'm dancing around making a pick, so I guess I got to shit or get off the I forgot it was your turn. I forgot what we were doing. I've been stalling here. I was trying to find something to talk about so I can figure out what the hell I'm going to go with here. Uh, This is a dangerous spot for me here, but I'm going to try and get revenge on a team that fucked me. Oh, chasing teams. Go ahead. But I think I have the right team going into play 
at New Orleans this week. And yeah, New Orleans went out last week. They had a dud. It almost came back in the second half there against uh, Philly. But I'm pissed at myself for, for going after that game. KC goes to town. They are three-point favorites. And when you, when you pick KC, it's almost the easiest pick in the – whenever you pick Kansas City, it's almost the easiest pick to make because you're just like, all right, all they have to do is score six touchdowns. But you expect them to kind of do it easily. And, yeah, they, they don't – they're not – they struggled last week against Miami. Uh, maybe not as high-flying as you envision them sometimes. But I, I think they're going to – I think they're going to win this game. They're, it's only three, and if they if they win, I see it by being a, by a touchdown. I just it's it's kind of a fifty fifty toss up, right? Uh, in my mind, at least. So I'm going to go with Kansas City, trying to get back on the winning track with the team that I know can win, and uh, and really and uh, would like to win because uh, if they lose, then they're going to be tied with Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh has Cincinnati on Monday night. So uh, try to hold on to that number one seed in the AFC. So give me Kansas City on the road, favored by three. Um, I I actually have Kansas City written down over here. I'm just a, um, I'll give it to you. I'm not going to make it a joint pick. Thank you. Needed it. <laughs> or KC minus three. We're not confident enough in them. I don't know. No, I I am. I just uh, I'll find two other ones. I have one. I have one more. I'm confident in that. I'm gonna have to do something dirty. Nice. Uh, um, <laughs> shit. All right. Next one. I've been telling people, you know, you shouldn't lay big numbers in the NFL, and I've been doing it pretty much every week. Worked. Worked last week. Finally, yeah. I, I got. I uh, gotten burned with the Chiefs a couple of times. I think laying big numbers last week. Finally, I connect on one that Seahawks were laying. Who knows, fourteen, fifteen, whatever it was, it worked out. Um, so I'm going to lay another big number here. I'm going Tennessee minus eleven. Reason I like this game, I don't think Stafford's playing. So if Stafford plays, I'm a little leery of this number. If he doesn't, I think it's going to go off at, you know, 13, 14. Chase Daniels, god-awful. Detroit's defense, god-awful. I think they'll, Henry, I'm facing Henry in fantasy in a playoff game this week. Terrified, nauseating feeling having Henry go up against this defense. So uh, it opened at 10 and a half uh, this week, I believe. It's still at 11. I think I'm still getting it at a discount. Because, like I said, I think this is going to just keep going up and up. And uh, once Stafford is ruled out, it's definitely going up. So, uh, give me Tennessee, minus 11. I think they win big. Not even sweating that one out. Uh, exciting weekends when you can see on the weather report of these, of these games that there might be snow in the air. Yeah. Carolina Green Bay has a snowflake next to it. Cleveland Uh-oh. Giants has a snowflake next to it. Jacksonville, Baltimore, Seattle, Washington. I don't know if we'll get – and then Pittsburgh, Cincinnati on Monday night. I don't know if we'll get any snow. I mean, there's snow on the ground now, obviously, but I, I don't know if uh, that means we're definitely going to get snow in these games. But, I mean, if you, if you tell me right now that there's snow on the ground in Green Bay on Saturday night, I'll be happy, I'll be happy Camper. Oh, boy. Big <laughs> interception. Oh, my God. Marcus. How they, how are the Chargers gonna fuck this up? They just got it thrown back to them. 
Yep, and they, 154. How do they fuck it up? So 154. So they, if they, you run it three times, if you run it three times, let's say you run yeah. it twice, they call timeout both times, minute 40 left, then you run it again, you get, you get to kick it with like a minute left. You so know, at worst, you should be kicking a field goal with a minute left. I think you want a first down. And then definitely want a first yeah, down. This get the first. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I said you think you want a first down. San Diego doesn't have any timeouts. Is that right? No, no, they have three. Raiders have two. Oh, okay. What yeah. I would do? They have all their timeouts. I'm surprise. coming out throwing here on first down. Coming out throwing. Sure. All right, Marcus Mariota, welcome back. We missed <laughs> you. As you just picked Tennessee to win by eleven. <laughs> And and and, <laughs> did, and didn't bat an eye. There's Marcus Mariota doing his uh, second act. All right, pick number three: Chicago, Minnesota. I mean, it's a gross. The Jets and the Rams. <laughs> All-time low for the Jets this week, right? I mean, seventeen-point underdogs. They're. Are they rock bottom yet, or do they still have a chance to get further down? I know the Rams might be the best team that they got to play still, but are they rock bottom, or is 0-16 rock bottom? I guess it's pretty bad. I don't know. I mean, you never know if you've seen rock bottom with the Jets. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if we've seen absolute zero yet. Good point. That's true. They, they are setting the standard for absolute zero from here on out. Hmm. Let's see. Why is Houston seven and a half point underdogs? Seven and a half seems like a big number, but they're on the road. I'm going to skip over that one too. Can I skip all these fucking games? Uh, all right, let's just pick a game and pick it. All right. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe it. Ain't. Okay. San Francisco is going to Dallas. <laughs> Teases one first. I guess I'm going to go with it. San Francisco is going to Dallas. They are three-point favorites. Um, this is just uh, Dallas at home. They're not a very good team. Nick Mullen stinks. Dallas covered last week, hoping that they can kind of, you know, keep it close. They are, on paper, they're a professional football team, Dallas. They have a, they have a Super Bowl winning coach, right? They got a quarterback who's been in the playoffs a few times. They yeah. have, they have uh, one of the better running backs in the game, apparently, allegedly. Tony Pollard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, and also just not a San Francisco guy. I don't, I don't like San Francisco that much. They, we've talked about them before, getting too much hype. And pe- people, as soon as, they, as soon as they show any kind of life, people get excited for them. I just don't like them being uh, road favorites, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Dallas here as three point home dogs. That's pick number three. Wow, Cowboys plus three. That is a ridiculous pick to settle on. I'll I mean, just say that <laughs> they were in my honorable mention, San Fran, but I'm not. I mean, I'm not betting McMullins. No, sir. To me, that's the most unbettable game on the. Fucking slate. I know, Nine man, but Cowboys. Chicago, Minnesota is pretty unbettable. And I showed, I talked about my reservations. With yeah, at least Washington. they're playing for something, though. That's like a playoff game. Yeah. 
Give me the home team. I want to take the Bears in that game, but um, I just can't do it. Might give them out on the Twitter page, but I, I just can't bet the Bears in that game. <laughs> um, Plus, you said you were going to get gross with your third pick, so I figured I'd try now gross you. Yeah, I might have to. I, don't, I mean, well, I have Washington written down. I just don't want to take them because I'm not sure if Alex Smith is playing. Sure. If Alex Smith is playing, I like him getting the six. I like what the defense is doing. I just, I don't know. I feel like if Haskins plays that game, that game goes north of seven, and then now not getting it at good value. So sitting the Washington one out because of the injury report. Um, another one I have written down. I really want to take this one. I want I want to ride the Eagles again back to back weeks. I just uh, I feel like too many people jumped on them now after one game. The Hurts effect. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back off them. I want to take Hurts, but um, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't like it. Some smells, some's off, some's off. Something's wrong. Last week, no. Yeah. Last week, no one was on the Eagles. Now I feel like they're getting too much respect. So now I gotta back off. I gotta distance myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be there for the funeral. I was there for the wedding. Not going there for the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm going to do something dirty. You know what? This was in my honorable mentions with the bears. I had no intentions of taking this team, but because you got dirty, I'm getting filthy. I'm taking Jacksonville getting 13 in Baltimore. It's just an outrageous line. It's, it's too many points. Baltimore's coming off an emotional win. Number one. Okay. A little bit of a letdown spot now. Mm Mm-hmm. Number two, Jacksonville looked like absolute dog shit last week. Okay? Yep. We talk about this league being week to week. Anything could happen week to week. Okay? Yep. So give me Jacksonville getting 13. I had a few other points, but I forgot them. So I'm just sticking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sticking with. I'm just. Oh, the Minshew effect. I mean, the guy's playing for a job. Yeah, yeah. A backup could be could be just a backup backup job, but he's playing for a job. I feel like DJ Chark maybe comes off the milk carton this week. He's finally kind of got his quarterback back. You better hope so. Um, I don't know. I think Jackson. I just think Jacksonville hangs around. I think people are kind of like they're all the way back on the Ravens now, and I do think they're probably going to go eleven and five here down the stretch. But I. Uh, I don't know. I think the Jaguars might be a live dog here. So if, give me all the give me all the points. I'm I'm laying a big spread and I'm going to take a big spread. So if if Jacksonville played Baltimore last weekend, that spread isn't minus thirteen, right? Maybe nine and a half. No, and that. and they got, and they still have a bunch of guys with COVID. I think, right? Oh yeah. boy, fucking Chargers, unbelievable! <laughs> now you're putting this kicker in a. Oh man! Spot where he's got to make what a fifty-something yarder. That's like why, like why are you calling it for a rollout of your quarterback? Put him in the worst position, go face to face with a linebacker. I mean, it's the only doing? big play the Raiders' defense has made this year. Yeah, but I mean, you're putting him in a bad spot there. I don't mind the play action, but rolling out, I feel like it's putting it right in the line of fire there. Do they use a timeout here? Is the question. I think they're gonna. I got to say, I don't love Michael Badgley in this spot. He just came back, right? They had another kicker kicker going for a couple weeks, I thought. I thought he was hurt or something, this guy. Or was he in COVID list? I don't know. 
might have been. I get I get kickers confused all the time. Uh, so yeah, what do you think? Jacksonville, Baltimore. There, as you're right, they did call a timeout. Uh, Jacksonville, Baltimore. That a week ago is is not that high because Jacksonville was playing really well. Yeah, Baltimore was iffy, questionable. Just their their play, and then Monday night came and went, and everybody kind of riding high on them. If you put a line that high, you're kind of banking on people being have that having that recency bias, right? So, yeah. You know, take Baltimore, take Baltimore. They're a hot team. They just beat the Browns. So they look they look great. You know, Lamar Jackson is Superman. He's not human. And uh, Jacksonville is Jacksonville. They got smoked. So they're looking for they're looking for people to to bet on on the big number for the favorite here. That's what I feel like. Yeah, Michael Badgley, no good. Oh my god. <laughs> Man, that is just obscene that they're going to lose this game. It's just absurd. The good, the badgely, and the ugly. I don't know. Uh, yeah, um, that was it. I think I just I mentioned all the games that I really liked. Uh, Jets, Rams, I don't really have an opinion on just because I can see the Rams just kind of looking ahead and making it semi-interesting. I mean, they'll win by at least 10, but. I get to see him kind of sleepwalking. Yep. yep. Uh, Giants game, I don't know. I want to take the Giants because I think the Bra- people are overrating that Browns loss. It's a little bit too much of a moral victory. I just think that, I don't know. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, Cincinnati. You think the Browns are who we thought they were? Yeah, I could, I could still see them fading away. You know, I, I don't want to. I mean, they look good in that Baltimore game, the way they responded, but. I don't know. Loss is a loss, though. The end of the day. A loss is a loss. Tampa, Atlanta, no interest. And that's it. Carol, Carolina, Green Bay, I didn't mention that one. I don't know. I would probably – I don't know. Green Bay looks too easy, so I think I almost want to lean Carolina, but no feel on that one. Yeah, eight and a half, right? That's uh... – Yeah. Yeah, I don't trust Carolina. Uh, you know what I would do that, this but... week? I would do a teaser this week. I would do – I would tease Green Bay. Yep. Ten point teaser, three teamer. Okay. So Green Bay on the plus one and a half because I think Green Bay wins the game. Yeah. I would tease Tennessee down to minus one, so they got to win by two. Okay. And then I would throw in. Got throw in a third team. I'll take a shot on the Rams minus seven, so they got to win by eight. Rams, Titans, Packers. Throw that in for a teaser. Wow, there you go. That's a nice first teaser. ever Sunday poor teaser. That's a nice tease to end the end the show right there. Well done. Yeah. All right, so I think we'll end on the tease there. Thanks as always for listening to the faithful. I'll be back here on. We're not sure. We'll be back here next week with our uh, regular show. We're not sure when we're going to tape it though, but uh, we'll be back here then. Thanks for listening. This has been Sunday poor and. Yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll uh, see you shortly. Until then, uh, thanks for listening. Was was the Die Hard part? Did we go more off the rails than we ever did with any movie? Probably. I feel like we we just, we, we, we took some side roads. We went, we we took like an airplane someplace. 
uh, in the middle of nowhere, then drove back halfway, but then like a pit stop somewhere down south, and then we maybe drove back the other way where the plane came from, but then we jumped on a train, came back. It was really all over the place. Fucking TGIF, man. You, you don't know. It was really Reginaldville Johnson's fault. There was the Reginaldville Johnson podcast is what it was. The RVJ effect, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. I guess he hijacked it. He hijacked the podcast more than Hans Gruber hijacked. Uh, Wait a minute. What What the fuck are the Raiders doing here? <laughs> are they trying for a field goal from 70 yards? 65-yarder. Oh, no. <laughs> With no time left in and a, and a delay and a delay game. Oh no! And they fumbled the snap. Jesus! What? What a disaster! I mean, you they could couldn't get for, any closer. Was that? You couldn't ask for two better teams to be tied with three minutes left in a game. Yeah, these oh. teams are pretty equal. They have, just have fucking shit up, basically. What? Was I, don't know what, I don't know what that was. Does Badgley get a chance from 60 now? No, that was the end of the, yeah, that was the, end of the quarter. End of, the, end of regulation. Uh, we're going to overtime. Anthony Lynn excited. He has more chance to prove his ineptitude. He does. Tyrod Taylor, honorary captain. <laughs> Why is he in pads? He's healthy, right? Oh, is he? I thought, oh, all right. I thought he uh, was done for. Nah, he just had a punctured lung for a few weeks. That's it. Fucking doctors. Raiders are going to receive, it looks like. Chargers are defending the uh, west, uh, west side of the end zone. <laughs> Is that official? Is that how all the stadiums are set up? I have a feeling the Raiders score and cover here. I think they score a touchdown, cover the number. Wow. A lot of faith in Mariota to march that team down the field after what he just did. It's more anti-Chargers. And it's more like anti – like if you have money on the Chargers, I don't see how you don't think the game's over now. That's a good point. I, I might have the Chargers in that pool. I gave them on the Twitter page. I mean, I I, I liked them at that number, and we went back. We went back and forth on it, and plus just, three and a half. Yeah, and I just I said, you know what? It's gonna. It, they're two stupid teams. I could see like the Chargers. It's exactly going what up you big. expected. Yeah. Yep. Except the overtime is gonna fuck me. Well, that's you can't account for that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh well, not great. So by the time everyone's listening to this, Marcus Mariota will have thrown like an 80-yard touchdown to Darren Waller. Maybe 75 <laughs> yards. Which is just short, is a, a touch shorter than they're going to have uh, Daniel Carson kick the field goal. I wish I was paying attention more because it, it didn't seem like they really – seemed like they could have gotten maybe closer. Maybe make it like a 50 – Eight yarder instead of sixty-five. I don't know what they were doing. Just, just inept. 
It's amazing how inept some teams are. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Chargers had this game won. <laughs> At that interception, the game's over. The game should be over. <laughs> oh, what out, are you man. doing? Rolling them out. At that point, you're setting up the field goal. I don't know. Just, just run it. Why you... I said they should have come out and thrown on first down. Yeah. Yep. And uh, uh, rolling out to the line twice. Rolling, rolling out on third down is so stupid. What? What? Uh, who calls? Does Lynn call the plays? Because that offensive coordinator is should be. Speaking shot of calling cool. plays, is Freddie Kitchens calling plays this week for the he, Giants? He sure is. Yeah. Is that an upgrade from Garrett? Uh, probably, yeah. But he's going to be using the same playbook, so no. Same playbook. Yeah, same church, different pew, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Garrett seems very – he's just a little too conservative. <laughs> you, got a court, you have a 22-year-old quarterback, and you, have, you know, use his legs and shit. And it's Colt McCoy, I think, right? Yeah, it's going to be Colt. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to see Jones. I think that's the right move. I mean – you should have moved, they said. They should have taken him out. You should have taken Jones after the first quarter, apparently. <laughs> of game one of uh, Sunday's game. And Judge put pressure on the play, I think. Jeez. <laughs> I think he did. He said, he's like, oh, he'll be ready. I think that he felt the pressure. I mean, uh, if it was you, you'd be playing too. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can never knock an athlete for playing because that's what they do, you know? Like, I hated Eli that he held on for so long. But, like, I can't knock him. That's what players do. Like, if, you, yeah. if you're going to pay him and you're going to put him out there, he's not going to be like, you know, a very select few guys will be like, okay, I'm walking away because I can't do it anymore. And a lot of guys have to be pulled away, you know, whether it's, like, their family or by the coach or just by the fact they're not getting a contract. But if you're paying me and my jersey's still in the locker, I'm going to fucking be there. Right. No, no, I, I get that. And Jones probably felt like, shit, like this is my team. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy. I'm going to go out there and, and lead my team to victory even with an injury. Just play through the pain. And, I mean, it, well, that's a problem. If you're like a running quarterback, I mean, it's always a problem with a running quarterback is that if they lose their legs, that's a big part of their game that's just eliminated. And then they got to throw the ball like a regular quarterback. And if you're if you kind of rely on your legs to set up your passing game, uh, that that's a big that's a big subtraction. And he, uh, aside from that one throw to Tate, I mean, he didn't really look that great. Yeah, Colt McCoy time. Colt McCoy time. Revenge game. Colt McCoy revenge game. Right. Colt McCoy revenge game. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I could see it. Yeah, we talked. We did talk about that on Monday night, didn't we? Yeah, it's a bounce back spot for the Giants. When you're catching the Browns at the right time, I stand by catching the Browns at the right time. Even before they lost that game, I stand by it. I don't think it's a catch, is it? Uh, no one's challenging it. Well, why would they? It's Chargers. Why would they challenge it? Well, can you cha- can you challenge an overtime or no? That I don't know. They're gonna score on this drive. Touchdown. Raiders cover. Raiders win. Game goes over. <laughs> Marcus Mariota methodically marching down the field. Mariota's not a guy. 
Go ahead. No, see, Mariota doesn't have the feel of a Raiders quarterback. Not that Carr does. Mariota feels even less like a Raiders quarterback. I guess they both do because they kind of both suck. 53 was the over-under, so a touchdown would put it over by a point. Oh, oh, no. I mean, that was right there. I mean, I don't know why Mariota throw it down the field. It seems reckless. <laughs> Gruden. That's what that's Gruden's career is reckless. How do you miss that? Jesus. It's right in his hands. Yeah. Usually I don't have a delay. I have a delay tonight, man. It was weird. Are you on the TV cable? Yeah, on cable tonight. You, Monday night, and I, I don't think I've ever had a delay with you. This is the first time. Oh, see, let him use his legs now. It's smart. <laughs> oh, man. Swiss cheesing. Swiss cheesing. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers should be ashamed if they lose this game. Uh, I mean, if they're not ashamed for about a half dozen games they lost this year already, then they just don't have any shame. This is this is just get tacked on to. You know, I know you. I'm in that pool with your brother, man. I know he is. If he's watching this game, he doesn't always stay up for the Thursday night games. He only stays up for the Sunday or Monday night for like we're in it. Uh-huh. Uh, if he's watching us, I know he's like just tearing a pillow up, just <laughs> ripping a pillow in two. <laughs> he's not happy. You need you need to stop. You need a fourth down here. I don't think I don't fourth think down it, means you cover. I don't think this defense has it in them. No, of course not. It's the fucking Chargers. <laughs> Whenever they show Lynn, it is what's what's the opposite of giving me confidence? That's what it, that's what I feel. Like. That's what I feel like when I see Lynn. I'm like, oh, maybe they have a chance here. They got to stop on first. Like, oh, man, oh, there's Anthony Lynn. Yeah, and they didn't get a stop. Three yard run. Two more stops, kick a field goal, you cover. That's the way you got to look at it. Uh, I mean, I can't get crazy if I win or lose this game because we still have to pick every other game for the weekend. So it's like if you lose one, you have to go perfect the rest of the weekend, but you're kind of expected to lose. It's hard to go perfect, man. <laughs> yeah. We have won two weeks, though. What do you get? What do you get? Is it like a weekly? Pay out or both? Yeah, it's overall and weekly. We're like we're a little too far back in the. Uh, oh, nice move! We're a little too far back in uh, the standings, but in it, we had to have a couple good weeks, and uh, but you get we get paid out weekly. If you win one week, you get your money back basically. And so we actually tied one week, so we had a split, and then we won another week. It's probably it's it's hard, man. But it's probably my favorite pool to do. I yeah, it's hard. Uh, it's too hard picking every game. Yeah, no, I love it though. It's a lot of fun. I did this with Spiro a couple of years ago. He set it up, and the same thing. Like I played the whole year. I won a week, got my money back, and like that was it. You know, didn't didn't probably finish like top ten, something like that. But 
You, you, I mean, just the the fact that you could win like two weeks and still win money, like that's 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 an attractive draw for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially the Raiders are scoring. Especially when I suck so much at fucking fantasy, it's like a waste of time. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. Yeah, I don't need the Chargers to touch the ball again. Playing Hunter Henry and Keenan, Keenan Allen's hurt, right? Uh yeah, he was in. He was playing, but he wasn't. He didn't look hundred percent. Yeah, it's like shit. It's on a rep count. And you're playing. And you're playing. A bear too. Yeah, I could li- I could live with I could live with uh, I could live with him going up. I just can't have Keenan Allen or Hunter Henry do anything else. That's a real playoffs, not the loser bowl. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the real one. How many leagues did you do this year? Just two. I can't do more than two. I think I'm retired at two. Yeah. What if if. I'm in three, and once one of them goes away, that's, I'm sticking to two. That's exactly what I did. Once one went away, I was down to two. It was like taking a big shit. Right. <laughs> I mean, and the one is Same on thing like with a, baseball. It's just fancy uh, two leagues. That's it. Uh, baseball, I can only do. I did, I did do two last year, but there's only one. For me, there's only one. I take seriously. <laughs> Call reverse. So what do we got? Third down? Are we at first? Third and one. Big, it's huge for the cover right here. <laughs> huge for the spread. I'll get it. Jacobs, just give the Jacobs. Probably the, the touchdown right here. They'll roll out Mariota. Yeah, they'll roll it out, and there won't be a linebacker waiting for him. Yeah. Run pass option. I formation. Hand off to fullback. Always look. I think, it's, I think they're going to keep it in Mariota's hands. Uh, it's a, that's not that. It's not that short of. Oh, they, they, they gave it to him. They're definitely scored. Yeah, and they're using all the clock. <laughs> The Chargers are just a helpless bunch. Yeah, I mean, it's just pathetic. <laughs> what a pathetic fucking team. You need Mariota to throw you one. That's the only chance you have to come back. Mariota throws you one. Uh, if he drops back, you're looking at shots if you're in the secondary. Yeah. I don't think Mario's going to be allowed to throw again. We'll see. No, 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 no shot. Uh, if Jacobs in a tariff for run like that. <laughs> Bosa's in the locker room. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Oh, taking a shower, brushing his teeth, getting the fuck out of town. Yep, that's it. Or actually going into town. Yeah, hitting blackjack <laughs> All right, that's one stop. Four down territory here, probably. You need a couple more stops here if you're the Chargers. You got to get the field goal. No, you don't. You I take, don't know. I think it's four down. I think they go for it. 
Yeah, but you take the points though, and then hope your defense can. Uh, uh, you play for and I, and I don't know. I feel like you can't. You could always leave stop them, though. You could always stop them, though, and get the ball back with good field position. That's true. Turnover. Yeah, but safety. I mean, with four minutes, is there enough time? I don't know. There's enough time for that. I mean, it's really? enough time for them to go three and out. I know that. All right. One more stop. Know. We'll I, find out. I don't, I don't know what the analytics people say. Oh, my God. My analytics say you go for it. I don't know if it changes the fact that you have a bad defense or what. It's going to be two and a half minutes by the time. Well, Lynn's going to give him a – he's going to call a timeout to let him think about it. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's trying to conserve time in case they kick the field goal, but I don't know. I, would, I wouldn't want to give him time to think about a play. Oh, man, showing that kick again. Brutal. Badgley. You called it. Did not. Like Badgley. I trust Badgley, no. And why would you? No reason, <laughs> no. I did miss any of this too tonight. Jeez. I believe there's a two-minute warning in overtime. I think you're right. I think it's treated like a fourth quarter, basically, like another fourth quarter. I think so. They don't run it here. I think they put it in Mariota's hands. They look for Witten, veteran. Yeah, he had a big catch against uh, Kansas City. Might as well try him again. Did they try like a trick play? I don't think they were looking for Witten, but they gave him. They just circled Witten. Yeah. Oh, no, they're not going Witten's way. That was a terrible play. Ew. If he caught it and went down, he would have lost the yard. Was that Aguilar they're going to? No, that's the fullback. That's gross. He cut off the entire field. That's gross. And now they go field. (laughs) It was not forward on territory when when you play it like that. Daniel Carlson for the lead. So that's a card uh, Chargers cover. Well, it's not. You never know, man. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, if they turn it over and they run it back, I don't know if that counts or what. Uh, yeah, it would. If it goes in, points are points. That's it? It wouldn't just take away points. It's because the game's over. Ah, it's fucking Raiders defense could easily give up a touchdown. Yeah, and this is going to be Herbert throwing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, w- I wouldn't have minded a uh, Waller or a Jacobs TD there, even though they've had a pretty nice night getting greedy. In the PK League, I have Herbert, Jacobs, Waller, and Carlson. <laughs> this, is your, this is your team playing. They put up 77 points so far. Wait, who is it? Herbert who? Herbert, uh, Jacobs, Waller, and Carlson, the kicker. Oh. Did they even count that last kick yet? Yeah, they did. All right. 
77 points. That's pretty good. I would take that for my quarterback, one running back, and a tight end, and a kicker. <laughs> I don't know. Who, who am I even playing? Who is this guy? Is somebody you know? I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. I don't know who any, I don't know who any people are in this fucking league. Kikely, do you love me? I don't know who that is. Uh, it's a question for the Greek. Seriously. That's his, that's his bread and butter. Three eighteen for Herbert. Yeah, I guess we got to let this one right out now, huh? I think it's. I think it's. I think it's mostly because I feel bad that we missed uh, Lamar on the show. Now we got to see what happens here. This is this that, fucking it, Raiders defense, man. Who knows? This is poor man's Browns Baltimore, though. Very yeah. poor, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Just don't throw a pick. I don't care if he doesn't score again. Just don't throw a fucking pick. <laughs> Man, I'd like him to score again. Those are all the points I can take, but. Second and ten. Second and ten. Here's Herbert in the shotgun. Eckler to his right. Uh oh. Deep. Wow. Flag down. Late hit. Oh no! I was in the middle of the. I was in the secondary. Defensive holding. If I had to guess. <laughs> yep. By the look, by the looks of the d- defenseman, yeah. Oh yeah, it's holding. On the Raiders. Doing Raiders things. Doing dirty Raider shit. Doing hood rat shit. Man, they did show some uh, uh, Kenny Stabler oh. highlights before the game. That was pretty cool. Did they? Although they showed it and it was a fumble. He fumbled it and then like a lineman picked it up. Then the lineman fumbled it on his team. And then a, another lineman picked up that. Fumble. Oh, that reminds oh. me. The Super Bowl seven. Super Bowl seven was the goalpost. I remember oh, Dolphins yeah. Redskins. Oh, who hit it? Wow, it was. Um, <laughs> it was the Redskins driving against the Dolphins. They were down fourteen nothing. Billy Kilmer had a guy he was going to hit in stride, hit the goalpost. Next throw, interception. Jake Scott, who was the <laughs> who was the Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> and then I think it was the following year it changed. Super Bowl seven. Super Bowl seven. Goal just Google Super Bowl seven goalpost. Jake Scott, the original number thirteen before Marino. Now Eckler up the Charters are gonna win this game on the field. 
Eckler off the gut three times. Four I times. think Eckler. I think Eckler scores if you give it to him. Yeah. It's really your only option there. First and goal. Let's see. Yeah, I think this is Eckler. Makes a draw play to Eckler. Yeah, I mean, you have to go at this defense. It's, I don't know. It's Herbert running it. I don't know about that call. Don't know about that call. Oh, flag. I think they're going to get a gift here. Let's see. Uh, I hit him with the helmet, I guess, but I mean, doesn't really seem worthy of a flag. I mean, he's he's a runner at that point. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it is how you're taught to tackle: lower your head. He wasn't in the pocket. I mean, he's running. Jeez. I mean, yeah, he lowered his shoulder. Why would eh, I don't know? Not is gonna first to goal again. Eckler from you. This seems like how you tackle a guy. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's that's fucking twenty twenty right there. Is that Bel oh Bellage in the back? I think you got to go Bellage. The Bellagio. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Sure. Let that clock run, though. Try. He leaped way too soon. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would have made it. I would have fallen short. If they just let him fall, I would have fallen short. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the longest fucking overtime. And a commercial break. The eldest chef Boyarski. EJ. <laughs> Second and goal, Balash still in the backfield. I think I, you got to give it to Balash again. Oh my God, no way. I don't think you could advance it there, can you? 
man. I don't think you could. Be across the goal line before he fumbled, though? I don't know the rule there. Are you allowed to advance there? I got to put the volume on. Yeah, as soon as he put, as soon as the ball crosses, it's a touchdown, though. Oh, wow. Bringing it back. Oh, he definitely fumbled before the goal line, too. Wow. Oh, that's bad. He so was held, goal now. held it out there for him to try, yeah. Held out there for him to fucking... What did I say? Just don't fucking turn over. I mean, he tried. Anthony Lynn, come up with a play, man. Oh. <laughs> Disheartening. You said come up with a play, and they showed him. On, then they showed him. Oh, my God. I think he got in. Or oh, did he fumble? They gave him the touchdown. <laughs> the fucking lineman just dead. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I think, yeah, I think they got to give that to him. Those are some yeah. strong hands, but I think they got to give that to him. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, that right below there? Yeah. Yeah, he got in. Jesus. Chargers come from behind win. Last Thursday night game of the season, right? Beautiful. It was, it was great. I loved it. Because there's no Thursday night game next week, is there? No, that's it. This is the finale. Wow. Raiders 7-7. Seven and seven. Raiders over, your over-under is in a little bit of jeopardy now. Are you nervous now? Um, I've been nervous since week two, so yeah. They have home Miami at Denver. They got to win one. Possible, yeah. I think they pick. I think they get one. Man, I think in that game, I think uh, the kid I was playing, I think had Eckler. So Herbert scoring there. They like Balazs at the goal line. I don't know. Yeah, that's huge. Beautiful. All right. All right. Wow, that's a hell of a post show. I'll take care of this. Yeah. Send it out. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later, man. All right.